on this week's podcast, I talk about the Champions League roundup from game week three, the Premier League roundup from the weekend. You know, Oli somehow still keeping his job like he always does. Man City Liverpool game. I talk about the big Bundesliga game, which was Dortmund and Bayern Munich, and a roundup of the other games around Europe. Let's get into it. All right, let's get this started. So, want to get my socials out of the way? Podcast by Ish. Uh, it's only Twitter. That's about it. So, I did post that I wasn't gonna do the Saturday podcast because I wasn't feeling 100. percent And you know, I'm still not 100, but hey, at least I'm 85. So I think that's good enough. Um, you know, you just have to show up sometimes. I was I was like near 50 on Friday, Saturday. So I'm glad I recovered. But you know less about me let's talk about football so huge champions league um game week i think one of the highest scoring game weeks in forever um yeah i mean it was huge so let's start off with some big results so munchen gladbach 6-0 bayern munich beating salzburg 6-2 um liverpool beating atlanta 5-0 what else you know those were the big ones but you know we'll dig a bit deeper into them so obviously Munchen Gladbach won uh Atletico Madrid drew with Lokomotiv Moscow um that means Bayern Munich sit on top of that table undefeated obviously didn't expect anything else Real Madrid beat Inter Milan 3-2 so that was a really good game actually solid performance by Madrid uh which means they are on third in group B <laughs> which is you know, surprising. They're halfway through the Champions League um, campaign, but, you know, the group's really tight. So, Munchen Gladbach's got five points, Shakhtar Donetsk's got four, Madrid's got four, and Inter Milan's got two. Then there's Group A, where Bayern Munich's got nine, Atletico Madrid's got four, Lokomotiv's got two, and RB Salzburg, who got pumped in the last 15 minutes by Bayern Munich, are sitting last at, you know, three games in. Now, the other group is Group C with Man City, you know, three wins out of three, sitting on nine points. Porto with six. You know, that was actually a good game as well. Porto beating Marseille 3-0. And, you know, Portuguese sides in Europe, they are, they, they go, they always have a good run. So, not surprised there at all. And, yeah, Olympiacos got pumped by Man City, 3-0. Now, the big one, obviously, Liverpool smashing Atlanta 5-0. I was hoping that Atlanta would do me a favor and actually beat Liverpool but you know Diego Jota had to show up and score a hat-trick and you know for me I'll actually do a, a quick you know best signings but Diego Jota has to be top three signings for me uh Eduard Mendy for Chelsea the other top signing and James Rodriguez I guess that's my top three for the season so far you know, these three have come in and really changed each other's teams but I'll I'll get to the other teams in a second after the Champions League wrap up. Uh, the shock result, actually, I don't even want to talk about Man United yet. I'll, I'll get to them in a bit. Um, you know, Barcelona beating Dinamo Kiev, Juventus actually beating Ferencvaros four-one. You know, another big result. No Ronaldo, but you know, Morata scored a double. DiBala got one, and easy win for Juventus, which means. They are second behind Barcelona, which are first on nine points. And, you know, Dinamo and Ferran Vakoros are one each, which is sort of expected. You know, Barcelona and Juve were, 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 were? <laughs> why did I say were, were? <laughs> were expected to get out of the group anyways. Um, 
Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what a what a weird tongue twister that one. Um, but yeah, you know that's that's basically going as predicted. Uh, Chelsea beating a ten man Rennes. Ren, um, another clean sheet for Eduard Mendy. So f- that was five in a row, which is the first time since like twenty ten, and Petr Cech got him. So you know that's that's a really good signing for Chelsea at the end of the day. And you know Timo Werner got a double. Tammy Abrams, you know, fitting into that team. Uh, Zayic, Hakim Zayic is playing amazing. Hey, Chelsea signings and you know Thiago Silva. Actually, I'll I'll cover more of that in the Premier League roundup. But hey, Chelsea are looking actually great now, but just because of that one keeper. And I did sort of mention that in my second or third podcast when they got rid of Kepa and they brought this guy in. I was like, that's all they needed. You know, Kepa's gone, and now look at the team basically. The other group, Group F, Dortmund sit on top with six points, Lazio on five, Club Bruges on four, and Zenit on one. You know, Dortmund won with Haaland scoring a brace. So they beat Club Bruges and Zenit and Lazio 1-1, which I sort of skimmed over earlier. Uh, then Sevilla won 3-2 against Crescendor. You know, another one of those names which I love saying. Which means Chelsea sit on top of the table. Sevilla sit second. Seven points each, actually. You know, Chelsea just ahead on goal difference. And, yeah, Ren is the surprising one for me because they they literally, you know, let everything slip out of their hands after the first five games in La, in, not La Liga, in uh, Liga. Yeah, just a, just a huge shock for that one. And, you know, let's let's talk about the big one for me. Group H, you know, my team, Manchester United. Um playing Istanbul and losing 2-1. What a great, what a great team. Um, you know, just, they beat PSG. They beat RB Leipzig. All right, six points in two games. Then they got a back-to-back game with Istanbul and they lose the first one. And it's just horrible. I, you know, I was frustrated. I was angry. Um, yeah, that, I don't even want to get into this. Because... Actually, I do, I do not want to talk about United until I dig a bit deeper into the Premier League, you know, roundup. Because this team is literally just going to give me a heart attack one day. And, you know, that at the age of 35. Not even not even old, but this team, if I keep following this team, and if Oli is still at the wheel somehow, boy, oh, it's a shortcut to... <laughs> it's a shortcut to my demise, this team. It's just horrible. You know, ups and downs. It's a roller coaster every week. But, you know, let's not talk about that for now. Let's talk about RB Leipzig beating PSG 2-1. This PSG, you know, decided to take the lead. Di Maria scored. And then RB Leipzig scored twice. And ended up getting, I almost said getting the Wayne instead of winning the game. <laughs> so, you know, with that, RB Leipzig and United have six points each. PSG's got three. And Istanbul... Has got three points as well. Tight group. Um, you know, if United lose to Istanbul whenever Champions League restarts at, towards the end of the month. Yeah, who knows. But, you know, that's basically halfway point of the Champions League. Uh, sort of things going as I sort of predicted. Sort of. Again, Atlanta sitting outside the top two. Um, outside of that, I think Ren was the, the one shock. You know, I did predict Ren sort of to be third at least. 
uh, with Sevilla and Ren battling it out for one of the spots in Group E, but yeah, they're just struggling at the moment. And you know, Dortmund and Lazio sort of predicted that as well. So hey, the one that I didn't predict was <laughs> United making out of the group, but you know, they're sitting top right now with six points with RB Leipzig. So let's see what happens over there. And I guess that's it for the Champions League. Until next time. Now I'll jump onto the Europa League. Arsenal, Leicester and Hoffenheim had a, have a 3 out of 3 record basically. Leicester winning 4-0. I think Arsenal won 3 3-3-3-3-4-1. What did I think, think of 3? Uh, that was the weekend result. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Hoffenheim uh, winning 5-0. So... You know, Lille actually was a surprise one over there. They beat AC Milan 3-0, which means AC Milan are sitting second with uh, Lille on top and Sparta Prague as third. I did say Group H is probably the only tight and um, exciting group in the whole Europa League at this point. But, and I think I'm sort of right. But, you know, Tottenham's group is a funny one as well because it's three teams on six points each. It's Tottenham, Antwerp and Lask all with six points each. Um, you know, everything else is just, it's just Europa League, basically. Nothing, nothing out of the blue. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically the Europa League. You know, it's, it's not going to be exciting. I mean, Leicester did win 4-0. Uh, Roma won 5-0. Real Sociedad keep winning 1-0 on this one. Um, PAOK beat PSV 4-0. Uh, Rapid Wien and Dundanek. Dundalk have a 4-3 game, which would have been exciting to watch, but, you know, as if I'm going to watch it. But Celtic did lose 4-1, and, you know, Villarreal uh, beat Tel Aviv 4-0, so that was that was a good one. I saw the highlights for that one. And then Ajax Athens beat Zoria 4-1. You know, big results, but it is a Europa League. It's not exciting. No one cares, basically. <laughs> All right. With that, look, I, I pick on the Europa League, but hey, you know, as a United fan, we've spent time there as well. Unless you're towards the quarterfinals, no one cares about the Europa League, basically. You know, it's like the FA Cup uh, when it gets to the quarterfinals or the League Cup when it gets to a semifinal. Like, that's the that's when things get exciting. But until then, like, no one actually cares, right? Or am I the only one that doesn't care? I think no one cares. But anyways, let's move on to a league where people actually care a tiny bit at least the Premier League alright so you know starting off Southampton won 2-0 you know Southampton top of the table basically for one day which is huge because they haven't been on top of the table since like 20 years or whatever um, so kudos to them man Che Adams absolutely killing it um, yeah great team you know the way they play is very exciting and it's just, you know, the season's just more lit. And that's the way I basically see it. Um, yeah, next up, Crystal Palace beating Leeds 4-1, which was, you know, a madness because they were winning, they were leading at halftime 3-1, but Patrick Bamford had a goal disallowed with one of the stupidest, you know, offsides. Of, I mean, I've seen a lot of stupid offsides. I think Sadio Mane's offside... Um, early on this season against, um, I think, Everton. Yeah, the Everton, they, where they could have won in the last minute. That was one of the stupidest ones. Then this one's another stupid one where 
Patrick Bamford, you know, pulls out his arm, asking for the ball, and his arm was offside by millimeters because the sleeve. So the rule is, if you've got the, if you've got a t-shirt, right? If your t-shirt is offside, like the actual sleeve of the t-shirt, then it's considered offside. But if, you know, if it's below the line of the, the sleeve of a t-shirt, then it's onside. And poor Bat, Pat, Patrick Pamford. Patrick Bamford's, um, I don't know how they saw it. I don't know what calculations or measurements they did, but they they figured out that his sleeve was millimeters offside. And, you know, it is actually a disgrace when that is given as an offside. Even the Sadio Mane one was a disgrace as well, but, you know, that was Liverpool. So I don't really care that much. <laughs> I'm too brutal when it comes to Liverpool, all right? I can't help it. As a United fan, there's a certain level of, you know, I'm not a fan, basically. And I hate what Liverpool are right now. But anyways, we're going off topic. We'll get to Liverpool in a second. Um, But yeah, you know, Leeds United lost. Crystal Palace 4-1. Dominating performance. You know, I don't know what's up up with Leeds all of a sudden. I think uh, the Premier League's finally started to get to them. The Man City game, I think, was the final, you know, last sort of gasp effort that Leeds United made in this league. And since then, it's just been, you know, I feel like they put so much energy into that game that they've sort of dropped the ball a tiny bit, which is not ideal, especially in the Premier League. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Um, other results, Chelsea beating Sheffield United 4-1. You know, my man Thiago Silva getting on the score sheet. Uh, ben Chilwell, you know, scoring, assisting. Timo Werner getting one. Tammy Abraham getting back to scoring ways. You know, I really like Tammy Abraham. I felt in the beginning of the season he was harshly done by because, you know, Lampard wanted to start all the new signings and he just kept benching Tammy Abraham. But, you know, Olivia Giroud was there as well. Is he still there? I don't know. Yeah, what happened to Olivier Giroud? It's like the best striker in the world. Um, one of the best strikers. Yeah, whatever happened to Giroud? Is he? Hang on, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to pause this. And I'm back. And what do you know? He's still at Chelsea. Uh, wow. What a what a second team Chelsea have. Yeah, what a team. Um, and hey, I've got to give credit to Lampard. I did, you know... I am still a bit skeptical of how he's going to deal with a big squad, but I think he's got he's finally got the flow going, especially with Edward Mendy coming in. I think that's been the probably the biggest difference when it comes to stabilizing the squad because you know, with a with a a really good keeper, you you can start building with a really good defense and he already had Thiago Silva and he put Kazuma in there and I think, you know, that experience with that energy of Zuma next to it is is a great combo. And, you know, you got Ben Chilwell on the left. You got, I think they got Daniel James or Asper Liqueta on the right. Uh, I forgot who played. Who played on the right. I don't know. But, man, they are looking amazing, you know. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I don't, you know, people are going to say United. All right, you know what? Let's just talk about United. This was the weekend where I thought Ollie was going to lose his job. This was it, you know. But like every single time, 
whenever Oli's job is on the line, you know, the team steps up. And, and you know, I've got to give him credit because they do that every single time. They did it under Van Gaal. They did it under Jose um, slightly. They didn't do it a lot under Jose. But I remember under Van Gaal, every weekend, there used to be a moment like, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is Van Gaal going to get fired? It's like, nope. Step up, win the game. And, you know, we ended up winning the FA Cup under him. Uh, but there were so many moments in that season where it was, it felt so close. Like, oh, this is it. This is it. Van Gaal's going to lose it. And then, you know, they end up scraping a result and winning. And similar to the Jose, but, you know, Jose didn't, they didn't do it as much. But under Oli, man, that's pretty much like every two weeks. Every two weeks, his job is under threat and we end up winning. And, you know, I, I was really disappointed this time around <laughs> because, you know, we lost to Istanbul midweek, which no one expected. And then Bruno Fernandes decided to turn up for the first time this season properly um, and, you know, got two goals, one assist. Great performance. So that's a, that was a 10 out of 10 performance. And, you know, Ancelotti, that's his third straight loss in his I think it's his third straight straight loss since 2007 um uh, with AC Milan 2007 or 6 I read it somewhere um and yeah it's like a ridiculous stat it's like first time he's lost three games in a row since November 2007 that's it with AC Milan that is a record and a half man like oof, you know talk about a you know um a standard that is a standard and a half. And, you know, I don't know what happened to Everton all of a sudden. The Richarlison, I didn't realize Richarlison being red carded was going to have such a huge impact on them. Ever since that Liverpool game, that draw at Liverpool, they've lost three games in a row. And, you know, James was out a bit injured. So I guess he wasn't training. Um, but, man, you know, I, I expected a lot better from Everton. I just wanted Oli gone. That's all it is. I just do not want the headache of, you know, what's going to happen this week. Now, they, I did read somewhere that uh, United were uh, asking the FA to move their game from a Saturday to a Sunday because they had a midweek fixture uh, in Istanbul. So the flight back and then, you know, returning and then getting ready for the game. So I do feel a bit bad. Um, and I'm sort of glad they ended up winning, but at the same time, you know, this whole moving games left and right is a bit dodgy at the end of the day because, you know, teams like Liverpool get easily favoured because they travel to Italy, you know, a day before, then they get a, a really nice and comfortable Sunday fixture against Man City away, and, you know, that's where TV rights get a bit messy for me. Like, it's sort of dictating who they want to win the league at the end of the day. It's like who gets them more ratings, who gets them more views. It's a, it's a filthy, filthy business if you look at it from that perspective because, you know, you can really screw up a team's uh, run in the league or even in, like, cup competitions at the end of the day. I remember Klopp, um, you know, last season, a few seasons ago, he was arguing about how tight the fixtures were and everything. Uh, but 
then again, Liverpool were in like four competitions at one point. So, and that was December period. So that's different. December is very different in England as compared to, you know, uh, November, basically. You know, the December games come thick and fast. All the competitions are playing. That December, January can get tricky. And, you know, that's the period where I don't see any excuses. But, you know, when it comes to other parts of the season, I think they should have been able to move a few games around or whatever. But, you know, they got to make money at the end of the day. It's filthy business. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> You're just going to watch and hate your team, basically. Uh, next up, West Ham won pretty much in the last minute. 1-0 at Fulham. Uh, I felt bad for Fulham because, you know, they did have a penalty in the 98th minute. And that poor striker attempted a Penenka um, and didn't succeed. I think it was Lukman and, you know, that poor guy. Uh, you just felt for him at the end of the game because they could have basically got that one important point and yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have to take a chance and you know, that's what penalties are. You can't do much about it. But anyways, West Ham won that one and then um, Tottenham with another one of the last last minute winners pretty much, you know, Harry Kane uh, becoming the 10th highest Premier League goal scorer with his goal on the weekend in the 88th minute, you know, cross coming in from Matt Doherty and just a beautiful, beautiful header. Just, it's such a striker's finish. Like, I, I hate it that he's at Spurs because he's such a good striker. I just want him at United, but, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. The guy's got loyalty, which is rare to find nowadays. So, hey, kudos to him. Uh, they beat West Brom. Then Leicester City beating Wolves 1-0. You know, Vardy scored a penalty. Then he missed a penalty. Uh, you know, I think Leicester's got the most penalties out of everyone already. So if you got Vardy in your team, in your fantasy team, I think that's a great that's a great shout. And then probably the biggest game of the weekend is Man City and Liverpool. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus scored in that one to equalize. And then Mo Salah... You know, scoring a penalty with Sadio Mane being tripped by Kyle Walker. You know, Kyle Walker is just so average. And I think Roy Keane is so right, calling him a very uh, okay player. I just think he's one of the most overrated players in England. Um, You know, he's just, like, he just looks clumsy on the ball. He just looks clumsy whenever he's on the pitch. He's just a very clumsy looking player. Like, there's nothing attractive about the way he plays football. But Pep seems to love him and, you know, I don't know why. Uh, he just runs a lot. You know, that's the other thing. If you, Hey, if you want to be a footballer, just keep running. <laughs> that's basically the game now. As long as you, keep, you can keep running and push a few people around, you'll basically be a professional footballer. It's, you know, that's a sad state of affairs nowadays. Um, you know, as compared to the back in the the good old days of 15 years ago when you actually had to have some class and some passing and some, you know, thinking to your game. Now, as long as you can run in triangles, yeah, that's all you need to win the league, basically. Isn't that right, Pep Guardiola? Just get your team running in circles and then you end up winning. Unless you're obviously Arsenal <laughs> because they lost, uh, you know, Arteta beating United last week. They got a 4-0 win midweek. Uh, 4-1 actually. And then they lost to Aston Villa 
you know, Dean Smith obviously doing his thing. Ollie Watkins with a brace. Uh, Saka with an on goal. Poor guy. But, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You win some, you lose some. And as United fans, as a United fan, I sympathize with you, Arsenal fans, because we are the fallen giants. And, you know, oh, that's why Oli was going to lose his job as well. He lost to Arsenal and then lost to Istanbul. But then, you know, Bruno Fernandes has to win the game for us. Anyways, with that, you know, international breaks here. Leicester sit on top of the table. Tottenham sitting second. Liverpool third. And Southampton fourth. What a table. Alright, with that, let's jump on to quickly to the La Liga. Uh, Barcelona winning 5-2 with Real Batiste. You know, Messi started on the bench. But then he came back and just, just came off the bench and just completely changed the game. You know, classic Messi. Didn't expect anything else. Uh, Real Sociedad winning 2-0, which means they still sit on top of the table, which is, you know, perfect. Um, twist to the to the usual three. Uh, talk about the usual three. Atletico Madrid won 4-0. You know, Jao Felix, man. What a player. He is, he's one of the, he's one of my favorite players to watch um, in Europe at the moment because he absolutely... I don't know what he is. He just dominates games. He reminds me of like Robin and then Deco in a way uh, with a bit of Iniesta thrown in as well. And yeah, he's he's a he's, he's such a good player to watch. And, um, you know, Suarez got one as well in that game. So yeah, Atletico winning 4-0. And then, you know, I guess the big result was Valencia uh, beating Real Madrid 4-1 with Carlos Sola scoring a hat-trick of penalties. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Madrid's defenders, Marcelo gave a penalty. Now, first of all, started with Vasquez giving a penalty, right? And then I think, um, yeah, Varane scored an own goal. And then Marcelo gave away a penalty. And then Ramos gave away a penalty. Um, yeah, 4-1. What a game. With that, Sociedad still sit on top of the table. Now, moving on to the Bundesliga. A few lick games, actually. So, Leverkusen and Mönchengladbach finishing 4-3 with Leverkusen winning that one. What a lick game. Uh, Union Berlin beating Armenia 5-0. RB Leipzig beating Freiburg 3-0. And, you know, let's just... Oh, Wolfsburg actually beating Hoffenheim 2-1. Let's talk about the big one here. You know, Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Obviously, Bayern Munich won that one 3-2. You know, Marco Royce opening the scoring. Haaland scored one as well. But, you know, it's Bayern Munich, you know, even though it doesn't matter how many you score, Bayern Munich is still going to win. <laughs> David Alaba scoring one, uh, you know, the GOAT Lewandowski scoring one, and then, you know, the other threatening future GOAT Leroy Sané scoring the winner. And, you know, poor Joshua Kimmich got injured, which isn't a good thing to see, but at least with international break, hopefully he can recover. But, you know, he's another great talent that I really love watching. But with that, you know, Bayern Munich obviously win the league now. I guess it's confirmed. They're still sitting on top of the table. RB Leipzig sitting second. I confirmed it last week anyways, but, you know, Dortmund was probably the only game uh, that could have threatened them a tiny bit, but they easily smashed that. So, yeah, won the league. Unfortunately, not invincible uh, because they did lose one in the beginning of the season. But what are you going to do? It's Bayern Munich. Now, let's cover the Serie A really quickly where all the... Top four teams basically decided to have a draw. Uh, Juventus and Lazio had a draw. Atlanta, Inter Milan had a one-all draw. Juventus, Juventus, Lazio also one-all. Susulo, 
uh, drew with Udinese nil nil. Milan with their first draw of the season two all. Too many draws, but what that meant was Roma won um, three one beating Genoa, and now they're sitting fourth in the Serie A. You know, behind AC Milan as first, Susulo as second, Napoli as third, Juve fourth, not Juve, Roma fourth, and Juve fifth on 13 points with Milan on 17. So, you know, Serie A is pretty tight at the moment, but it's just a matter of time before, you know, Ronaldo gets back into his firing form again. But I think with that, we can basically wrap up this week's podcast. Uh, It's the international break now, so I'll just do one podcast next week. I'll probably, you know, looking up to the games coming ahead and doing a quick roundup of all the international games. You know, nothing much happens in the international break anyway. So rest up, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your families, and I'll see you next time. Peace.